What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices, and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. Alright, so we have a 26-year-old male construction worker, and he fell from a scaffold at a building site and landed on his back. So pretty significant fall. Um, not surprising, he's in severe pain, he's unable to move his legs, so you definitely want to be concerned about spinal trauma here. He's taken to the emergency department, his vitals are taken, where he's got a 37 degrees Celsius temperature, so he's afebrile, heart rate is 91, so that's a normal heart rate even though it's at the upper end of normal. Blood pressure is 125 over 82, so just a tad over normal, nothing to be too concerned about though. And then respiration is 17, a little bit elevated, but that's not surprising given that he's a trauma. So the important takeaway here is that he's hemodynamically stable, which is important to identify in any trauma patient. He has no past medical history and is not taking any medications. So that's not too surprising. He's a young guy. Again, he's got no chronic problems and he's not on any medications that we need to know about. On neurological exam, he has five out of five strength throughout both upper extremities. So that makes me less suspicious of a cervical spinal cord injury but he has flaccid tone and zero out of five strength throughout the right lower extremity. So he's got complete paralysis of the right lower extremity, but then he's got four out of five strength of the left lower extremity. So he's got asymmetric weakness. So that makes me inclined to think it could be that maybe one half of the spinal cord, we have a, maybe a hemisection of the spinal cord occurring, could be the spinal nerves on one side are being affected versus the other. Um, so definitely two things to keep in mind as we move along here. Sensation is completely intact throughout both upper extremities. So again, that makes us even less suspicious of a cervical spinal cord injury, but he does have decreased sensation to touch and pinprick throughout the S3 to S5 dermatomes on the right side. So that's what's called saddle anesthesia. That's in the perianal region. You'll see why that's really important in a second. And again, what's important to also know is that it's asymmetric. It's only on the right side versus both sides. The patellar and Achilles reflexes are absent in the right lower extremity. So again, consistent here, we have saddle anesthesia on the right side, complete paralysis on the right lower extremity, and then you have absent reflexes, and then two plus reflexes in the left lower extremity. So normal reflexes on the, on the left side here. Um, he also has absent anal wink, and then he has a fully catheter that's been inserted due to inability to control urinary leakage. And so that's important because it means he's got urinary incontinence. So one thing I wanna point out here is that he has absent reflexes. So absent reflexes or hyporeflexia is what's called a lower motor neuron sign, and that corresponds to a peripheral nervous system lesion versus an upper motor neuron sign corresponds to a central nervous system lesion. And again, that's because you, you, know, you have a upper motor neuron here in the central nervous system, and it comes down in synapses down in the spinal cord on a lower motor neuron. The upper motor neuron provides an inhibitory or depressing effect on the lower motor neuron because otherwise it would be hyperactive. So if you lose the upper motor neuron, you lose this depressing input on the lower motor neuron, and that's what gives you hyperreflexia with upper motor neuron lesion, versus if you, lose, if you have a lesion in the lower motor neuron, you lose that direct motor input as a part of the reflex, and so you, you have decreased or hyporeflexia. So the next step here is to summarize the key history and exam findings. 
Um, so again, we've gone through this already, but just to summarize, he's a younger male. He fell from an elevated scaffold, landed on his back, severe pain, immediately unable to move his legs. He's got otherwise no significant past medical history. He's not on any med medications, and he came in hemodynamically stable. Now, what's key here is on the exam, he had asymmetric lower extremity weakness, you know, zero out of five on the right side, a little bit of weakness on the left with four out of five, saddle anesthesia on the right side, absent patellar and Achilles reflexes on the right lower extremity. So the patellar reflex is the L4 spinal nerve. The Achilles reflex is the S1 spinal nerve. He had an absent anal wink. This is another type of reflex where the external anal sphincter contracts as a reflex in response to touching the skin around the anal region. And so the afferent limb and the efferent limb are about the same in this. So the afferent limb is the pudendal nerve. And the pudendal nerve corresponds to the S2 and S4 spinal nerves. And then the efferent limb is the S4 spinal nerve plus the pudendal nerve again. And this is processed in the S2 to S4 region of the spinal cord. So what this is testing is really the S2, S4 spinal region and spinal nerves. And so by having this be absent, it's indicating that the lesion or the trauma is affecting these spinal nerves or this region of the spinal cord. Then urinary incontinence, this also corresponds to S2 through S4 because these nerves also contribute to controlling the bladder and the, and the urethral sphincters. And so again, urinary incontinence, very common in spinal cord injuries, but it, uh, what you really wanna pay attention to is here in a lower spinal cord injury here as it corresponds to these spinal nerves here. So at the end of the day here, we have lumbar and sacral spinal nerves potentially affected here. And that makes sense. These are both contribute to motor innervation of the lower extremity. They both contribute to these patellar and Achilles reflexes. And then you have the sacral nerves obviously can contribute to sensation around the perianal region, the anal wink, and then the and then urinary function as well. So before we go through the answer choices, let's go through a few of these key findings. So first, saddle anesthesia. This is decreased sensation in all modalities throughout the S3 to S5 dermatomes, and that really corresponds to the buttocks, the perineum, and then the inner surface of the thigh. Basically, this region highlighted here in the yellow. Two syndromes you typically will see this in are conus medullaris syndrome and cauda equinus syndrome. So the way you differentiate it, in conus medullaris syndrome, it's going to be symmetric. So it's going to be on both sides here. In cotoquinus syndrome, it's going to be asymmetric. So it'll only affect one side. The other thing just to point out is it can be an adverse effect of extradural injections in the sacral region. So conus medullaris syndrome, this is often due to trauma. can also be due to uh, spinal pathology like a tumor metastasis or an epidural abscess even potentially. Either way, it's going to present with severe lower back pain. And if you remember, the conus medullaris is this terminal tip of the spinal cord here, which is about at L1, L2. Some textbooks may say T12, L1. It depends on the source you refer to. Anyways, the, it's, a, it's a lesion affecting this, this terminal region, the conus medullaris of the spinal cord. And so since it's a, it's a central nervous system lesion and it's affecting everything downstream from this, it's going to be symmetric because you're affecting the cord itself. So it's going to be symmetric saddle anesthesia. Because as you can see here, this is the cotokina, and we'll talk about that on the next slide. You can see that these nerves are all coming off of, from both sides, for the right and the left, coming off the conus medullaris. So it's going to affect both sides, the right and left. So you can see symmetric saddle anesthesia, so on both sides. Symmetric lower extremity weakness, because these, these lumbar and sacral nerves coming off the conus medullaris innervate the lower extremity. You could also see paraplegia is, is possible as well, where you could see complete paralysis. 
hyperreflexia, because again, this is a central nervous system lesion, so it's going to be an upper motor neuron signs. You can also see, as we say here, lower motor neuron signs as well, because the lesion could also affect the spinal nerves, it's certain spinal nerves themselves. So you can see upper motor neuron plus lower motor neuron. You see bladder and bowel incontinence, because again, those sacral nerves come off the conus medullaris. And then same thing here, absent anal wink as well. You could see that because of these sacral nerves being impacted as well. So the cauda equina, again, here's the conus medullaris here, say CM. And then the cauda equina, as you can see here, are these nerves, this bundle of nerves coming off the conus medullaris, as we see here. And these are spinal nerves L2 through L5 and S1 through S5. And so all of these spinal nerves are coming off of the conus and they're traveling here in this portion of the dural sac right here. And so they can be impacted. Now these are peripheral nerves. They've left the spinal cord. So this is a peripheral nervous system lesion or peripheral nervous system injury. So as a result of that, you're going to see lower motor neuron signs. Again, you know, this it's usually going to be due to some kind of trauma or spinal pathology. So you're going to see severe lower back pain. Now with this, since you're impacting the spinal nerves, just like how if you have a disc herniation in here that comes in and presses on one of these spinal nerves, you could see sciatica, which is that radicular pain down, down one of both legs. And again, as we say here, it can be on one or both sides. You can also just have pain be absent because these nerves are, have sustained so much trauma. You'll see saddle anesthesia because again, you're affecting these sacral nerves. However, it's often asymmetric because it's the trauma is usually impacting the spinal nerves on one side. Same thing, you can see bladder and bowel incontinence lower extremity weakness, but this is usually asymmetric because the trauma is going to be affecting the spinal nerves on one side. However, you can also see paraplegia. If the trauma is significant enough, it can affect both sides. You're going to see absent lower extremity reflexes. And again, that's due to the lower motor neuron lesion. You would also see absent anal wink. And again, that's due to those S2 to S4 spinal nerves being affected. And then again, like we said, lower motor neuron signs. So the, the big way you differentiate cauda equina from Conus medullaris syndrome is one conus medullaris syndrome. You'll see upper motor neuron and lower motor neuron signs. And then things are usually symmetric because again, you're impacting the spinal cord itself. So symmetric saddle anesthesia, symmetric lower extremity weakness versus cauda equina syndrome. We'll say CES. You're going to see lower motor neuron signs and you're going to see hypo or absent reflexes. And then it's going to be asymmetric saddle anesthesia and lower extremity weakness. So if we come back to the answer choices here, I think now we can go through some of these. So the first one here is syringomyelia at the C5 spinal level. Again, he has normal strength throughout both upper extremities. His sensation is also completely intact throughout both upper extremities. So it doesn't appear to be this because with, at, with this syringomyelia at the C5 spinal level, again, you have the spinal cord here and you have that central canal where CSF is traveling. If you have a cyst in here that's causing, that's expanding like this, what this is really going to affect is you have this ventral commissure here where you have these fibers from the spinal thalamic tract crossing over. And what happens is, is that the cyst will grow large enough and impinge on this and interrupt this crossing over of these, of these fibers. And so as a result of that, you're going to affect pain and temperature sensation in the C5 and C6 dermatomes. So what you have is loss of sensation of pain and temperature in that cape-like distribution. So along the lateral aspect of the upper extremities. And again, you just don't see that here because this sensation is completely intact. So complete transection of the spinal cord at the T10 level. T10 corresponds to the umbilicus. 
so in the in the mid region of the abdomen and so what you're going to have is is that below the level of lesion since you're completely transecting the spinal cord you're going to be interrupting all of the spinal tracts you're going to have loss of all motor and sensory function below the T10 spinal level. And this just doesn't correspond to our patient. He has asymmetric lower extremity weakness. With this, you would see uh, total paraplegia, so loss of, of motor function in both lower extremities, loss of sensation you know, below this level, so in the lower half of the abdomen, in the pelvis, and then all the way down into the lower extremities. Again, you're just not seeing that with this patient. Infarction of the anterior spinal artery at the T10 level. So this is gonna be similar except for intact vibration and position sense. So if you remember, if we draw a cross-section here of the spinal cord, the corticospinal tract is out here, and then you have the dorsal columns, which do vibration and posi position sense here, and then you have your anterolateral tract or spinal thalamic tract here. And you remember this whole region is supplied by the anterior spinal artery. So you're going to lose all of this here. You're going to lose the corticospinal tract, the spinal thalamic tract, but this posterior region or this dorsal column region is supplied by the posterior spinal artery. So you'll have sparing of dorsal column function. So they'll have intact vibration and position sense below the level of the lesion. And again, this just doesn't correspond to our patient either because they have asymmetric lower extremity weakness versus with this, you'd have bilateral lower extremity weakness. Conus medullaris syndrome. Again, it doesn't appear to be this because you would see upper motor neuron signs and lower motor neuron signs. You'd see hyperreflexia in conus medullaris. And the big thing here is that it's symmetric saddle anesthesia versus you only see it on the right side here. And so it's asymmetric in our patient. The other thing is you'd see symmetric motor weakness and our patient has asymmetric lower extremity motor weakness. So it doesn't appear to be conus medullaris syndrome, although the presentations between conus medullaris and caudoquinus syndromes are very similar. And then lastly here, caudoquinus syndrome, you're gonna see lower motor neuron signs, which would be these absent reflexes. And then you're gonna see asymmetric saddle anesthesia, which you see in our patient, and then asymmetric motor weakness really points us towards that the most likely lesion in this patient is Cotoquina syndrome, answer E. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you check back every Wednesday for new Da Vinci cases. And then to see the corresponding video for this audio, check out our website at dviacademy.com, where you can also find PDF notes for this audio as well. Also on our site, you can find our book and video packages for anatomy and biochemistry. You can also follow us on Instagram for weekly posts and video. And then lastly, if you have any questions about the content of this video or about DaVinci Academy, put them in the comments and our team will be sure to answer them. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.